0: The number one U.S. trend right now is Fredo. For those that aren't familiar, Chris Cuomo of CNN got triggered when someone called him Fredo, a reference to the godfather, the weaker, more inept brother. He got angry. He flipped out. He threatened to throw this guy down the stairs. I think the story is funny and interesting. Chris Cuomo came came out and apologized. And there's a lot of of things about the story that I think are worth talking about. But I think it also shows that, man, our priorities are screwed up. We really do love the reality TV nonsense that is politics in, the, in, in our country. I, I think it's only going to get worse because people love the WWE style of politics. But look, man, Chris Cuomo got triggered. I believe what he did was completely inappropriate. I believe it's hypocritical and double standard. And yes, I believe we should absolutely call him out. And he apologized for it. So for some reason, I, it's still trending. Meanwhile, in Hong Kong, it seems like all hell is breaking loose fights are erupting. People have locked down the airport. All departing flights have been canceled. I'm seeing panic tweets from people saying they're stuck. There's a video of women climbing over the crowds, desperate to get on their flights. And now the police are coming in, beating the crap out of people. And I saw one video where a dude, a cop who was getting whaled on, they took his baton from him. So he drew his gun. And I thought to myself, why is Fredo trending? And I think it shows us what our priorities really are in this country. And I think it shows, in my opinion, a dangerous escalation in the culture war. It is much more interesting for us in the US to talk about Chris Cuomo losing his cool than it is to talk about the serious problems that are facing our world, international conflict, for instance. But I'll tell you what, I got to say, I truly am baffled by this. I decided to take a look at the worldwide trends, and what I found was Hong Kong didn't even, doesn't even appear on the trending list. And then I started thinking something. I am seeing a lot of people tweet about Hong Kong. I follow several people specifically because I want to make sure, you know, I'm keeping track of what's happening in Hong Kong. We're entering an election cycle. So of course, my my, my focus is heavily on politics, but I'm absolutely paying attention because this is turning into an interta- international crisis. We've got videos popping up of what looks like APCs, armored personnel uh, carriers, and other vehicles being brought in from Shenzhen from mainland China into Hong Kong. It is a complicated problem. But things are about to go nuts. We're seeing videos of people detaining protesters who they think are, uh, are actually working with the police. The Chinese government is stepping in, and the president has begun tweeting about it. Our intelligence has informed us that the Chinese government is moving troops to the border with Hong Kong. Everyone should be calm and safe. Things absolutely are heating up. Now, I want to start by talking about, uh, uh, I will talk about a little little bit about Cuomo moving on, because I think like the core theme of this video is, guys, there's something happening in Hong Kong, and it's having a serious effect on us, and we are going to have a serious impact on them. All right, so that's what I want to talk about. And, I'll, and we'll talk a little bit about the WWE of politics. Check this out. Kaya Jones, Christian Grammy-winning vocalist, tweeted this out the other day. 20,000 retweets. Protesters in Hong Kong waving the American flag and singing the American national anthem as they advocate for democracy. That was profound. America and the American flag still represent something very, very important. Meanwhile, we're here complaining about Chris Cuomo being a mean guy to some dude who tried to bait him. Man, this to me is incredible. In another part of the world, in, a, in, in a, a special economic zone that's mostly controlled by mainland China, I think it's fair to point out it is, but you know they claim autonomy. The people there are, are singing our song, waving our flag, because America truly represents freedom. And I will stress, I have been to countries, and I will tell you, it absolutely does. The American flag represents tremendous freedom, prosperity. I mean, we have a bill of rights. These places are fighting for democracy right now, Hong Kong in particular. And we'll go through their their demands and I'll share the latest news. But not only are they singing the national anthem, some people have held up signs saying they need the Second Amendment. And that to me, that's truly scary. When you see the videos of armored personnel carriers being brought in from mainland China, or of one of the Hong Kong cops drawing their weapon and pointing it at the protesters— you, you, you do realize they don't have a Second Amendment. Now, I don't think anyone, even in the U.S., should draw their gun on a cop because of a protest. But I will say this. There, the red line for the government is we, we, we as citizens have much, much more room because of the Bill of Rights. The government can't step over that line because they know if they do, things will get bad most Americans have a view of the world, and they have a view of what we're allowed to do as citizens, and we will refuse to be pushed around within reason. Now, of course, cops will come and throw people to the ground. They'll arrest people. And yeah, yeah, that happens. You know, If you protest, you recognize you're probably going to get arrested, and that will happen. But think about what the government knows. They know if they try and do something over the line, Americans do have weapons, and they can defend themselves, and it can be really, really dangerous, which means— not that anybody ever should do this for in most, in 99% of circumstances, but it means the government also realizes they can't cross the line. In China, they know where the line is. China knows there's a line, but they also know they can cross it if they want, because no one can do anything to stop them. And now it looks like things are about to get really, really bad. We're, ch- check this out. Alexander Cross, the Chinese military, believing in the intel and these videos, have set in place a comprehensive military operation targeting the situation in Hong Kong. Now, look, I get it. What is China supposed to do when the protests won't stop? Perhaps you give in and grant them their autonomy. But at what point does Hong Kong begin fighting for complete independence? And China absolutely can't allow that. So the question then is, will this bubble up into a bigger international conflict? So here's what we're going to do. The first thing I'm going to say is— there's one account I've been following for a lot of the Hong Kong news over the past uh, couple weeks, actually. This is Laurel Chor. I have nothing to say other than it's a journalist who's been very uh, on the ground covering this stuff. So give her a follow if you're interested in what's happening in Hong Kong. Uh, L-A-U-R-E-L-C-H-O-R. And one of the main reasons uh, I'm recommending Laurel is that I've seen no stupid American politics coming from, from her for the most part. I've gotten just a straight feed on on the ground reporting some good journalism, letting me stay, uh, stay in touch with what's happening to, you know, all this stuff in Hong Kong, which, again, seriously important. You've got this person urging protesters to help block arrivals. You've got a woman trying to climb over the protest. So there's, there, there's someone I'll recommend for a follow. I can't, you know, it, it's 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 really hard these days. I try to be careful about saying, hey, here's someone you can follow because you never know if someone's going to pop up with some nonsense American culture war stuff. But here's what I'm going to do. Let's take a look at the latest news from the Wall Street Journal, Hong Kong protesters overwhelmed airport for second day. Actually, let's refresh this specifically because you can see the photo has changed. Hong Kong airport occupation descends into violence. Protesters battle with police on second day of snarl travel plans. Now, I used to be on the ground for almost all of this stuff, and I have been very tempted to hop on a plane and just get back into it. But unfortunately, rumors are circulating. And I've reached out some journalists, and word is they are detaining people who are trying to come in to cover this, specifically what we refer to as, you know, journalists journalists who enter on tourist visas. Now, here's the thing. For most countries, if you're a journalist, you can do a visa on entry rubber stamp. You know, just walk up with your passport, I'm here as a tourist, and film. China is is, is uh, savvy to, to this kind of thing, and they track people, and it can be uh, impossible. So we've actually tried to figure out how to get people on the ground. We, we for the most part, can't do it. So here's what I want to do. I'm going to read this, but then I'm going to go back to the Chris Cuomo stuff. And I want to talk about why the protesters are talking about America and how, in my opinion, we as Americans need to uphold that image of what America represents to those who are being beaten down by cops and fighting for democracy against what uh, I believe Sticks Hexenhammer referred to as the red menace, communist China. The Wall Street Journal reports Police clashed with protesters at Hong Kong's International Airport late Tuesday, capping a second day of snarled travel plans with a bout of violence. Tensions mounted after demonstrators seized a man they suspected was an undercover police officer. Witnesses said he was beaten and tied unconscious to a luggage trolley. Paramedics struggled to extract him from the crowd. Later, police with shields and batons attempted to make arrests, and protesters jammed into the departures area, responded by throwing bottles and projectiles. Everything is out of control right now, said Jamie, a 21-year-old protester, as paramedics were struggling through the crowd. This movement doesn't have a leader. Everyone does what they want. We are seeing serious breakdown in Hong Kong. And what I'm mostly concerned about, this absolutely will have an impact on our relations with China. Donald Trump, look, we've been in a trade war. Uh, China's economy took a huge hit because of what Trump is doing. And I got to say, I've talked to some liberal friends of mine who said, They actually praise Trump's actions on China because China has been extracting our jobs, stealing our intellectual property, spying us. I I, I don't have the story pulled up, but I'm pretty sure they hacked Google at one point. So yeah, Trump is taking action against China. Now, the bigger concern here is what's happening in Hong Kong with them singing the national anthem. It's a small group waving the American flag and some people saying a Second Amendment. They know what America represents. America has become a shining light for many countries around the world. And that's why it's a damn shame. That, you know, it, it makes me really sad that what we're seeing in America is people complaining about Chris Cuomo. Look, man, not a big fan of the guy, but he did apologize. If that's what we're concerned about, we we still are a symbol to these other countries that while they're being beaten down by a communist sort of government, demanding freedom, demanding the, the autonomy, saying get rid of these this extradition bill. There, there There are people there waving our flag, singing our song, because believe it or not, America still is a pretty damn free place. And that's a, gr- that's a great thing, seriously important. But we've got these photos emerging, these videos emerging. I don't have them all pulled up, but man, things are lighting up there and they're looking to us. And that's, when I, that's, that's why I feel kind of bad that what do we end up seeing for the most part? You know, Trump is tweeting about Cuomo and we've got CBS News. And I, I, I kid you not, it is the number one trend here. That kind of that that, that, look, listen. That breaks my heart. I tweeted out, Hong Kong should be trending, because this is the U.S. trends. Even the Hong Kong trend. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Even the worldwide trend doesn't have Hong Kong. Maybe in some Chinese. I I looked at some of the trends. It's like K-pop, and America. And yes, Fredo is trending worldwide. We can do better, America, and we have to do better because we have people. We have you know we we have people who are uh, facing down APCs. And we have people who are waving our flags and singing our national anthem. So we need to be better. Americans need to step up. However, let me, let me yes, still talk a little about the, the Fredo thing. Because look, man, as much as I will be critical of the, the, the focus Americans seem to have, I definitely want to highlight some of the hypocrisy. So first of all, why this story is trending? Well, look, when Ted Cruz was getting heckled in a restaurant, CNN Don Lemon said, you know what, that's what he signed up for. Chris Cuomo on the radio, uh, so that's the wrong story. Chris Cuomo on the radio referred to himself as Fredo. And then, you know, so so it's kind, of, it's kind of a hypocrisy to have somebody defend Antifa, to have CNN as a network claim, you know, hey, you signed up for this when you're a public official. I know he's not a public official, but he's a public figure. And then for him to get triggered and threaten to throw a guy down the stairs. Then, look, when the president starts tweeting about it, and starts referencing red flag laws. I could understand why we as Americans will start focusing on the story. So I'm not going to just ignore the story. But I do want to stress, first and foremost, the guy apologized. I'm over it. I'm completely over it. Okay, great. He apologized. Can we talk about something that's seriously more important? And can we, as, as Americans, not, I mean, is, is, this, is this what people are expecting from us? when they're being beaten by cops, when their government is sending in, in tanks, APCs, I shouldn't say tanks, when they're sending in APCs, and they look at us and we're complaining about Chris Cuomo and his and being called a dumb name. So uh, let's re, let, we'll, we'll, we will read a little bit more of this story, and then I'm going to end with one more critique on the Cuomo side. So, so just wait for it. They say, protesters waved posters depicting alleged police brutality and chanted pro-democracy slogans. Protesting in the airport is the best way to tell the world what's happening in Hong Kong. Other core municipal facilities were also affected by protests Tuesday. Staff for at least eight public hospitals went out on strike. Hundreds of doctors, nurses, and paramedics staged a walkout at Queen Mary, one of the city's largest public hospitals, in protest of what they saw as excessive police brutality during the previous weekend's demonstrations. In a morning news conference, the city's leader, Carrie Lam, choked back tears and warned protesters were dragging Hong Kong into the abyss. Protests have embroiled Hong Kong this summer, sparked by a proposed law that would have allowed the Chinese government to extradite and prosecute Hong Kong citizens. A broad swath of the city rallied in opposition to the law. Hong Kong's government declared the bill dead in response, but thousands of Hong Kongers continued to demonstrate, calling for an inquiry into police conduct and a more democratic government probably one of the most important stories today. And for whatever reason, I'm not surprised that Americans love the reality TV WWE show much more. I can't blame anybody. I mean, look, people feel like CNN is lying. They're partisan. They're making things worse. And the culture war is escalating. So I'll stress a few points. It's funny to me. You can see George Takai in 2017 saying Don Jr. should be called Fredo. We have this story where even on Cuomo's own show, on Cuomo's show, Anna Navarro called Don Jr. Fredo. The hypocrisy is thick, and I can absolutely understand why people are angry and why this story is is top trending. I just think we need some rational thought here. While we can absolutely call out the Cuomo story, which I am doing, I want to point out the serious implications of an international crisis coming from Hong Kong. We have conflict with China in the South China Sea. Things have been, tensions have been uh, escalating. You know, China is engaging in oil exploration and pushing the US in many different countries. They're in Africa, they're in South America, they're in the Middle East, they're everywhere. And they are pressing us on the South China Sea. Their economy is expanding, and China is a serious threat. And don't you, and, and, and Trump knows it. Trump has absolutely called it out the whole time, extracting jobs through free trade agreements, us sending our factories over to China. Did you know skateboards in the US? They will they will source rock maple from either the Northwest or Canada, ship it to China for the labor because the labor is so cheap, and then send it back. It's a huge waste of energy. It's bad for the environment. It's a waste of money. And why are we sending our jobs overseas, especially when China is expanding the way they are? All of that is extremely important. And if we don't pay attention to that because we're being preoccupied by silly stories about Cuomo, we're in trouble. I'll make a couple more points, though. I have to wonder Is Twitter suppressing Hong Kong because of the the threats that Twitter might get taken down in certain areas or that they don't want to have a hand in uh, or be accused of what's happening in Hong Kong, Uh, accused of being involved to an extent? I don't know if they're using Twitter in Hong Kong, but absolutely, if it was trending instead of Fredo, you will see more people highlighting the plight and more action being taken. Perhaps Twitter is intervening. I don't like being conspiratorial, so I'm not going to play that game. I'm just saying we know Twitter plays the silly game. Why would they allow Fredo to trend, but not certain other things in the past? Is it true that people just don't care about Hong Kong? That breaks my heart. Or perhaps it's that Twitter doesn't want people to be talking about what's happening. They want us to be bickering amongst ourselves. They would prefer it. I'm not saying, okay, let me walk that back. I don't want to get super conspiratorial. But I would say the powerful elites in this country would much prefer it if we are bickering amongst ourselves over whether or not Chris Cuomo was right to get angry or not, and whether his apology matters, instead of focusing on a potential international crisis. And I'll end with one obvious point. Of course, I would much prefer all of you to be paying attention to what's happening in Hong Kong. Uh, again, I'll throw it to Laurel. No, don't know too much about her other than she's been covering it, and I respect that. Because while all of us are busy twirling, you know, uh, uh, spinning around in circles, complaining about CNN and and Donald Trump's tweets, she's been on the ground. I'm, I'm not acting like she's better than anybody else. It's just someone I'm following, so you can follow her. And I will absolutely use this trend to try and shed light on news that's more important. I fully recognize, and I want to stress, don't think I'm not aware, and don't think other people aren't aware, and I'm sure you are, that we spend too much time talking about reality TV style politics when more important things are happening, and we know what's going to get clicks. I know that talking about Chris Cuomo is way more valuable than talking about Hong Kong. Absolutely. So I think, you know, so so uh, I'll be honest. I was I was looking at the story and I'm like, you know, if, if I talk about Hong Kong, will it just fall on deaf ears? Does, does anybody really care? And then I saw the Chris Cuomo story. And I'm like, this is what Americans care about. And I got kind of upset about it. I'm like, no way, man. But you know what? I will absolutely use the story to make sure we can talk about what matters and have this exact conversation. Sometimes there are stories that we think are important and there are more important things happening in the world that we need to pay attention to. And you, and you, and you, you can not like me for it. You can disagree. But I think we are people of principle. I think most people will absolutely agree when someone points it out. That's what I'm hoping, that by highlighting the Chris Cuomo story but talking about Hong Kong, we will recognize what is truly important, and it's this insanity. China is a threat to the United States, okay? Chris Cuomo isn't. He's a silly guy who got angry, and we can make fun of him all day and night. I wish we were focused more on this. And so it it kind of just came together that way. I can't believe that Fredo is the number one trend. I can't believe that that's who we are as Americans. And I got to say, it really does make me emotional when this is what I see. People in Hong Kong with the police beating them down and tanks coming in and they're waving our flags. And what are we doing? We're talking smack about Chris Cuomo. When they look to us and they say, we are the country of freedom and they are a part of China, semi-autonomous with China bearing down, and you can see this video. And that's why this video has 20,000 retweets, because we still get it. We do. So here's what I ask of all of you. Let's start talking about what's happening in Hong Kong, because they're holding up signs, at least one person, saying we need the Second Amendment, because we have it. There are people there waving our flags and singing the American national anthem. They don't have to be America. They don't have to like uh, America, but they can like what that flag represents. And I'll tell you this, we have seen protesters burn the flag because burning the flag is is an amazing and powerful image of the freedom that flag represents. It is possibly the most powerful symbol of freedom. To burn the actual sign of freedom is the greatest sign of freedom. And to see people in other countries singing our song and holding our flag says to me, I want to make sure that we pay attention and we represent that flag well. I am getting pretty emotional on this one because that says a lot to me. Okay, I've been to I've been to countries like Egypt. I've been to Morocco. I've been to Ukraine. I have been to Brazil. I have seen places where they struggle without freedom, without a bill of rights. In Brazil, there are comedians who are being threatened with jail over jokes in the UK. Count Dankula getting arrested. And there is that American flag flying in Hong Kong. America is awesome. <laughs> but please Americans, can we focus on Hong Kong instead of Chris Cuomo? I get it. I get it. You know, calling out the hypocrisy and staying focused on defending our freedom requires uh if it, de- defending our freedom requires making sure that we as Americans challenge those who we feel are hypocritical and we stand up. But right now there's something big happening and that's just me. And if and you know look if you disagree with me, I respect you for it cuz that's what that's also a part of being uh American. So I did my best. I I did my best. I wanted to to make sure we we talked about Hong Kong, but um, there there we are. So anyway, thanks for hanging out. Stick around. The next segment will be at youtube.com slash TimCastNews starting at 6 p.m. And I will see you all there. Nothing to see here, guys. Everybody back away. Nothing happened. Just a routine suicide at the MCC, which hasn't happened in apparently like 40 years. But nothing to see here. Nearby inmate heard nothing when Jeffrey Epstein died, lawyer says. Attorney Bruce Barkett said his client heard nothing out of the ordinary on the morning of the accused trafficker uh, uh, took his own life. So let's, uh, case closed. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up. Thanks for hanging out. You can find my next videos. Oh, wait, I actually have one more story. Um, let's see what shrieking heard from Jeffrey Epstein's jail cell the morning he died. Wait a minute. I thought we just heard that there was no sounds. Now we're hearing that there were sounds. Something doesn't quite make sense. CBS News has learned that the morning of Jeffrey Epstein's death, there was shouting and shrieking from his jail cell. Guards attempted to revive him while saying, breathe, Epstein, breathe, breathe. But, uh, but I thought we just learned uh, the, uh, this last night. Just last night, we heard there was no sounds. So a, a nearby inmate heard nothing. So who is CBS reporting? Now, listen, I'm not a conspiracy theorist kind of person. I recognize the news could just be wrong here. That's the simple solution. But I gotta say, isn't this weird? Man, it's so weird. You know what I think of when I read the breathe, breathe, Epstein breathe thing? I'm imagining two guys strangling Epstein while going, like, leaning out so that other inmates can hear him. Breathe, oh no, he's choking. Breathe, and they're strangling him, like, in a sleeper hole, he's like, eh. like, you know, that way the people think, oh, he heard him trying to save his life. This story... Uh, just gets creepier and creepier. So let me just stress. Let, let's okay. Let's 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 be serious now. Last night at eight p.m., uh, this was last night eight p.m. It was reported by NBC News. Nearby inmate heard nothing. This morning at seven twenty-five a.m., CBS reports shrieking was heard. All right. I don't know exactly what happened, but it sounds like somebody's lying. I mean, at the very least, somebody's wrong. Is it possible that this other inmate was paid off, perhaps? I don't know. Not a big fan of the conspiracies. All I can really tell you is something ain't right. And something really ain't right. According to ABC7 reporting yesterday evening, the medical examiner called the autopsy of Epstein inconclusive, though sources say he hanged himself. Okay, I think it was the New York Post or Fox News. Somebody ran a story from an inmate who said, you can't hang yourself because the sheets are made of paper. They're paper sheets, and the ceiling is too high, and it's designed in such a way to, to make it very difficult or impossible to actually hang yourself. I read one, uh, one story. I, again, I don't know what's true and what's not, and we're going to get into this conspiracy stuff, but um, apparently he tied the sheet to his neck and to the bed and then leaned forward, and then he passed out and died. That's, that's what some. That, I, I read that somewhere. Man, I just got to say, it doesn't even matter at this point. If the medical examiner is calling the autopsy autopsy inconclusive, everything is getting crazy. It's getting absolutely crazy. So the other day we hear that the FBI has raided Jeff Epstein's island. Look at this creepy place. Did you know that somebody's been flying a drone around the island filming stuff? This is getting weird. And there's really weird stuff about the island. I wonder if they have the photos in this article. There's like weird things that were built on the island that don't seem to like fit any common cultural thing. It's like there's, there's, there's this like field with mounds on the side and weird circles in the middle. And I can't tell you what that's for. It's not like a basketball court or a tennis court or anything. It's just a field with like walls built up around the side. And I'm like, I mean, maybe they would just hang out there and it was like a space to block the wind so they could sit and have coffee. That could be it. Honestly, I have no idea. But things are getting nuts. Some people have said there's a lot of conspiracies running around. That he's not really dead. Okay, I don't know about that. that. That that one seems crazy. Now, somebody killing him, yeah, that seems like a maybe, you know. Let me say this. I've got one more absolutely insane bit of information for you, and I hope the suspense is worth it. One of the people watching Epstein before he was found dead, quote, not a proper prison guard. Now, the Independent has updated, and they said, the New York Times said only one of the two people who were monitoring Epstein at the Metropolitan Correctional Center in New York City- was a fully fledged correctional officer. What? This just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But of course, you're going to have the media saying Trump is posing conspiracy theories and all this other nonsense. But let me just stress: we have no idea what happened. But at a certain point, when you have conflicting news, he was shrieking. There was there was shrieking. We don't know from who, and they heard nothing. Which which one do you believe, CBS or NBC? I can't tell you. When the medical examiner says inconclusive. When the prison guard guarding him wasn't actually a prison guard, what? How did that? Look, man. At a certain point, Occam's Razor suggests conspiracy. Now let's talk about conspiracies for a minute, because because look, I can just give you these updates on the Epstein thing, and it's really really weird stuff. The FBI's raided the island. We'll see what happens, if anything. A lot of people are going to say the FBI. They were they were. Uh, um, uh, I think it was there was NYPD there as well. I'm not entirely sure. Yes local police and New York City officers as well as CBP. So it was like a multi uh, multi-agency raid. That's good news. Because you want to argue that the FBI is corrupt or whatever. Well, there was other people there too. It's not perfect. So uh, we'll see what happens. And I got to say, I'd be I'd be uh, I'd be shocked if anything actually happened. Like I'd be willing to bet we just forget about it. And a week goes by, no one says anything and it's all gone. All just goes, just goes away, just goes away. But let's talk about conspiracies for a minute. So, I mean, those are your updates, but check this out. Here's something I tweeted. I was told Trump was a Russian asset. I was told this for years, actually. They investigated whether or not Trump was colluding with the Russian government. That is insane. You actually had a guy in MSNBC in The New Yorker say that Trump may, may have been a Russian agent since the 1980s. Is that a joke? That's psychotic, okay? But you know what? You want to investigate it by all means. What did they tell us today? If Jeff, Epps, Jeff, it's, it's just a suicide, stop the conspiracies, but Trump works for Russia. They also said Michael Brown was murdered over and over again, and in fact, are still saying it. Okay, and now it's not so much a conspiracy, it's just fake news. For those that aren't familiar, a DOJ report said, no, you know, Darren Wilson's uh, 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 story of what happened fit, fit, uh, fit the uh, forensic evidence better than the other witness testimony they felt was uncorroborated. So the best assessment is that Michael Brown was in a scuffle with Darren Wilson, who fired in self-defense. Stacey Abrams still refuses to accept defeat. Okay, so here's the thing. I understand the Michael Brown thing isn't an overt conspiracy theory. The Trump-Russian asset thing, insane conspiracy theory. Stacey Abrams didn't really lose. Insane conspiracy theory. Trump is sending subliminal messages to Nazis. MSNBC actually ran two segments making this claim. I am not exaggerating. You had that Mike, I think his name is Malcolm Nance, I think it was, who said, I don't want, I don't want to necessarily uh, take him out of context. It sounds like he, he, he may have been saying, there are people who feel Trump is sending them subliminal messages. And then they had a guy on who said, is it a coincidence that Trump was going to raise the flags on August 8th, which is 8-8, and H is the eighth letter of the alphabet? Therefore, 8-8 is H-H. Therefore, Trump is sending a message. You're like, What? But Epstein, just a suicide. Move along, nothing to see here. But Trump is sending subliminal messages to uh, to the Nazis. Let me say something, okay? Uh, uh, you know, also I, w- I don't want to forget Smollett because this man, Christopher uh, Christopher Forstner says, don't forget S- Smollett. That was an obvious conspiracy there to get him a slap on the wrist, right? Not the not the actual um, look. What what Smollett is accused of having been having done was a conspiracy, and then them letting him off is also a conspiracy. Like somebody called somebody. But here's the thing. I feel like society is breaking down. I do. Social cohesion is collapsing. Why? Because no one believes the establishment and there's no real establishment anymore. The left believes Trump is a Russian asset. Not, Not everybody. On the left, there's a belief Trump is a Russian asset. There is a belief that Michael Brown was murdered, that Stacey Abrams didn't really lose. She actually won. It's a conspiracy. They're keeping it from her and they go on MSNBC, and they, like, you know what, man? MSNBC has gone full InfoWars. Here's the thing. InfoWars is a lot of fans. There are a lot of people who are saying, hey, Alex Jones was right. Look at what's going on with Epstein. Okay, Alex Jones was right about some things. I don't watch his show, so I can't tell you. A lot of things he's wrong about, and he's very bombastic, and he goes off the risk. Like, come on, man. He was talking about interdimensional aliens and human hybrid cell phone. Like, I have no idea what he's talking about. Okay? A lot of the stuff was wacky. The point is, I don't care if you like him or don't. People like Rachel Maddow too, and they believe she's telling the truth. We have conspiracies running amok. And what that really means is people don't believe in a shared reality anymore. These people on the left know, absolutely know that Trump is sending subliminal messages to Nazis, that Trump was working for Russia, which he wasn't. I mean, you had Rachel Maddow on, on the verge of tears, and there's that viral video where that woman's like, she's crying because uh, like Rachel Maddow's like choking up and you can see her eyes watering. And then she like said she wasn't crying. Well, she wasn't crying. She was choking up like all of the years of your psychotic and insane conspiracy turned out to be nonsense. And I'll tell you what, you want to make fun of the left and point the finger at them and say, my, uh, you know, Trump was a Russian asset. Oh my God, these people are nuts. And the Stacey Abrams thing, they're all insane. Yeah, well, you got QAnon too. Okay, you've got conspiracies running wild, and that's the main point. If we don't trust an authority, like if Trump puts out, Trump retweeted that dude who made, who alluded to the Clintons killing Epstein, and the media went wild. Well, I think jumping the gun to the Clintons is a bad idea. Let's let the evidence take us where it takes us. But right now, you have the media saying, you have people in media saying, it's just a suicide, calm down. You have people at left wing outlets like the Huffington Post saying, A lot of people just don't want to accept that our prison facilities are, are, uh, you know, poorly kept and and that they're just uh, corrupt. And it's like, dude, hold on a minute. Let me show you this. Was there shrieking or wasn't there? The the medical examiner is calling it inconclusive and one of the dudes wasn't even a prison guard. I'm sorry, at this point, some kind of conspiracy or foul play makes more sense than Epstein just managed to shriek and not shriek at the same time and choke himself with a paper sheet while somebody who wasn't a prison guard was standing, not standing guard. Because listen, let me add two things to that. There was shrieking or there wasn't. Someone's got it wrong. It's breaking news. Maybe the news is just incorrect. Fine. The medical examiner, inconclusive. Well, sources at the uh, say it was an apparent suicide, but the medical examiner saying we don't know that yet. One of the prison guards wasn't actually a prison guard. And then they weren't my- watching him. They were supposed to be watching him every half an hour. And here's the best part. And they transferred out his cellmate- which is a violation of procedure. And the big one, they took him off suicide watch like a week after he allegedly tried to commit suicide. I'm sorry. Something is is uh, fishy here. But I will always default to one possible solution. The media is wrong. Gelman amnesia, we know the media is wrong. They're often wrong. That's all that matters. The fact that we have two stories, one saying that, you know, there was no sound and one saying there was sound, to me, says the journalists just have bad sources no one really knows or it's possible the nearby inmate really didn't hear anything maybe he woke up after the fact and was a, was a heavy sleeper there are explanations to why there can be conflicting reports and i always want to stress early reporting is often bad until we get to you know figure out what's really happening but i'm going to stress you know to to what degree is all of the news wrong how many coincidences until we've won the lottery right and so the point i'm making is if we've got these stories that contradict each other, if the medical examiner doesn't know what happened, if an inmate wasn't, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the prison guard wasn't actually a prison guard, I'm sorry, man, you've got too many things stacking up for the simple solution to have been an accident. The simple solution now sounds like foul play, whatever. Anyway, I don't know. My, 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 my last point, I'll just mention this again. Look, man, the left is running, in, running wild with conspiracies and the media is propping it up. They're acting like Nazis around every corner. They're not. They're dwindling. No one cares, and even the FBI has said so. Well, it depends on which FBI agent you you ask. I guess. In which case, yeah, there's another problem. But look at all these things. Like Stacey Abrams today is still saying she didn't lose, and it's like, dude, come on. There's no conspiracy, man. Like there's not like a guy behind the scenes like stealing elections. There may be, right? There there is foul play often, but it's the simple solution. You lost play. That, that's, it, that's it, man. Look, Stacey Abrams had these these California types come in and prop her up, and it wasn't enough because the people of the state voted and she did not win. You have all of these insane conspiracies. And let me just say, one you know, how are you going to ban Alex Jones and not MSNBC? Like, seriously, you want to you claim Alex Jones is put out fake news? Fine. But you have them literally saying that Trump is sending subliminal messages to Nazis. I'm just, you know what I think? I think everything's falling apart. I think everything is falling apart. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to stick around. Next segment will be at 1 p.m. Uh, on this channel, and I'll see you all then. All the gossip that is fit to print. That's what you get when you watch my channel. The big story in celebrity gossip is Katy Perry is being accused of sexual misconduct again. And this is like the third time, I think. So I'm being, I'm, I'm kind of uh, being silly. I mean, I know it is celebrity gossip, but I do think this is extremely relevant to the conversation around Me Too and the culture war. Katy Perry did a music video with this guy, a male model, who was just paid a couple hundred bucks. I think he, he got paid like 650 bucks. And then she, he accuses her of when he went to some event, she pulls his pants down to show his junk to all of her friends, which is sexual assault. And they say misconduct here in the article because you know, they love to downplay it. But imagine if it was like Harvey Weinstein who did this, and a woman said that he he ripped her you know shirt off or something to show her boobs, or like pulled her skirt off. Yeah, that would be assault, not misconduct. But let's read the story, and, and I actually want to uh, I want to make a point about you know people like Katy Perry. We we just saw Sarah look Sarah Silverman's story right there. Sarah Silverman was recently fired because of a joke she made. Katy Perry has done things like this repeatedly, and no one seems to care. It's because it's a real double standard when it comes to any of this stuff. I think when it comes to sexual assault, Katy Perry being a woman, people are going to be like, well, because that's typically what you see. You know, South Park did a joke episode, or South Park did an episode where the joke was whenever they talked about the female teacher abusing the the young boy, the cops would go, nice, nice, like, you know, because there clearly is a double standard. So let's read this, and then I'll go over the other the other accusations, which it's, it's kind of funny that she's got three, maybe even four. Before we get started, head over to timcast.com slash donate if you would like to support my work as a PayPal option, a crypto option, a physical address. The best thing you can do, just share this video. Uh, YouTube deranks independent po- political commentary, and the content I produce is quite heterodox, going against the establishment. So, well, there you go. They're not going to like it when I push back on this stuff. So uh, share it if you must, but let's, uh, let's, or if you'd like to, let's read the news. They say, as reported by Consequence of Sound, model Josh Kloss has accused Katy Perry of pulling down his pants at a party and exposing him in front of her friends. Kloss co-starred with Perry in the video of her 2010 hit, Teenage Dream, and he posted the accusation on Instagram as a response to the song celebrating its ninth anniversary this month. Apparently, he was planning on doing a video, they say, where he was going to play the song on ukulele, but then decided against it, saying, our culture is set on proving men of power are perverse but females with power are just as disgusting, and referring to the shoot as one of the most confusing, assaulting, and belittling jobs he's ever had. He also claimed that Perry's representatives had barred him from discussing a single thing about anything regarding Katie publicly, but added, F this, I'm not helping her BS image another second. In, a, uh, in his series of posts, Klaus talks about how he was told to minimize himself and stay PC to protect Perry's image. But he got tired of having to censor himself to protect her after getting treated like a prostitute and exposed in front of a group of her friends and other random people. And so perhaps there can be a little bit of empathy to go around. Why don't people speak up and speak out against abusers, people like Katy Perry? Look, I don't know exactly what happened. It's an accusation, innocent until proven guilty. I'm not saying destroy Katy's career over this, but this is, I think, like the third time she's done something. We have this other story from, this is from news.com.au. Let me zoom in a little bit. But, but everybody knows this story because this happened on American Idol, and they actually sat on the footage and then published it. What happened was this young man who said he's never kissed a, he, he said, okay, let me just read it. They say, Glaze admitted he had never kissed a girl. I have never been in a relationship, and I can't kiss a girl without being in a relationship. This only motivated Perry to try to change that. And she called him over to the judge's table and asked for a kiss on the cheek. That didn't satisfy her, however, and she asked for another one. Moving her face toward him and planting a kiss on his lips, he backed up surprised and exclaimed, Katie, as she threw her arms in the air victoriously. Yes, assaulting a young man who expressed his desire to share his first kiss with someone he was in a relationship with, a- a violating that person's co- consent on television, having it be, I believe it was pre recorded too. They knew it happened, they put it on TV, and everyone just, oh, it's so silly. And, you know, I think after the fact, like he came out and said it was no big deal. I, I, you know what, man? I get it. If he personally, after the fact, said it's fine. I'm sure the idea that Katie had in her head is that she's a celebrity. Of course, every man would love to, to be, have their first kiss be celebrity Katy Perry. But that doesn't fly, especially not in the Me Too era. You can't, you, you, you can't try to take down a Zizan Sari because of a bad date. And then do this, like, in, and there's more, there's more. Look, there's a video where, um, I don't know, Sean Mendez is in Brazil and he's doing an interview and then someone grabs his butt and he gets, he gets like a jump and he says, oh, someone grabbed my butt and then turns around and says it was Katy Perry. So look, when we hear this story, another accusation against Perry of, of just flaunting her power and not caring about, you know, empathizing with other people, I'm going to believe it. I'm also going to believe the media doesn't care look, man, did anything bad happen after she kissed this dude? No, they aired it on TV. It was a joke. It was funny. It was use as shock value. There's absolutely a double standard. Let's read a little bit here. They say, while the kiss may have seemed innocuous then, Glaze's recollection of the event, as, uh, as told the New York Times, reveals that he didn't exactly see fireworks. I was a tad bit uncomfortable. I wanted to save it for my first relationship. I wanted it to be special. Would I have done it if she said, would you kiss me? No, I would have said no, he continued. I know a lot of guys would be like, heck yeah, but for me, I was raised in a conservative family and I was uncomfortable immediately. I wanted my first kiss to be special. Despite his initial shock, however, Glaze doesn't harbor any feelings of resentment towards Perry and is actually glad that he is getting attention due to the smooch. I'm glad she did it because it's a great opportunity to get my music out. And there it is. I don't care that you got your music out, buddy. I don't care. What happened to you afterwards doesn't change the fact that Katy Perry crossed the line and got away with it. And so then I have to think back to all of the women who were hooking up with with Weinstein and didn't come out. There are a lot of women who fought tooth and nail the whole time and had negative repercussions because of it. Women who spoke up immediately and said, hell no. And there were also a lot of women who did nothing because they benefited from it. Just like he is saying right now, letting abusers get away with bad behavior because they know in the the long run, hey man, I got to be on TV and everybody's talking about me. So it's good for me. It's good for you, but it wasn't good for this dude who had his pants pulled down. Okay. There are other people she's probably screwed with that aren't going to say anything. You are on TV. Congratulations. Let, Let me read. As for whether or not the kiss counts, Glaze's friends have reassured him that this was just a trial run. Oh, please. They agreed with me that it didn't really count, he said. It was lip contact versus a romantic situation with someone you care about. That's what a real first kiss is. Sorry, that's not true, okay? Because, like, what? By that logic, literally your, ki- your first kiss would only ever possibly be with someone you are in a relationship with. Like, that logic makes no sense. He's, it's circular. He's saying, well, the only way it would count is if I was in a relationship. I get it, man. You want to reap the benefits so you're not going to cause a scene. But I would also stress, how much do you want to believe that this guy is scared that if he comes out against Katy Perry, her her fans, of which there are tens of millions, will harass him and ruin his life? Of course. And I'll say this now, I'd be willing to bet this dude who came out and who spoke up about him being forced to stay silent to protect her image, he knew he couldn't say anything, not just because the business side of things, But think about all of the people who like Katy Perry, who are insane, who are going to insult, drag, and, and just berate this guy, threaten him, harass him for coming out and saying it's not cool what she did. So look, man, I think a lot of people are overly sensitive about a lot of things. I think Katy Perry absolutely should not have pulled this guy's pants down and good on him for calling her out and just refusing to remain silent. All the women who called out those creepy predators in the industry, good on them as well. This thing here with Sean Mendez, you know seems innocent. He was standing there and she came and she like grabbed his butt or whatever, doesn't matter. We can't have a double standard. You can't have these women taking like here, here's the main point, right? Or here's a point I want to make sure I get to. Aziz Ansari was targeted over doing nothing but having a bad date. And he's come out now and he's and he's talked about it, but they really tried to drag him and you had the woke brigade on Twitter dragging him across the uh, you know just dragging him across the coals. Because of a bad date, he should have known better. See, this is proof that men are oblivious. Even though Aziz didn't do something wrong, it proves that men are too aggressive. Oh, please, dude. In the end, no one really cares. They're jumping on the. They're, they're jumping on a trend to get traction, and now we can see that even though Katy Perry has done things like this before, it doesn't matter. It won't matter. This story won't matter. And and and, I, and I'll say this too, because there are people on the left calling this out, saying predators are predators, and I can respect that. But the bigger problem is. Media leans left, at least, you know, that's what we see, like a lot of these outlets are leaning left. And so the establishment media, like the Jimmy Kimmel shows, they're going to make fun of this and think it's funny, and they're going to laugh and be like, oh, come on, a beautiful woman kissing you, yeah, who cares? That's the establishment. They're going to pretend to be woke when they're not. And so I'm, I'll just, you know, I'll end by saying, if we're going to have a standard that you can't do this to people, then we need two things. Katy Perry needs to be held accountable to whatever extent. I'm not saying end her career. I'm saying, hey, man, apologize. Don't do this again. Something like that. Maybe not even apologize. I don't know. At least some criticism in the press. But we have to, we have to not allow people, like, look, man, no offense to this dude who got kissed, but for him to come out and say, it, it helped out my music career. Yeah, I'm sure there are a lot of women who are thinking it's going to help their career when they do something similar, but I can't, we, we can't accept that. At least I can't. Uh, if we're going to have a standard and say people like Harvey Weinstein are bad, the casting couch is bad. Okay, well then, dude, I'm not going to sit here and accept you saying, well, at least I got free promotion for my music. Where are you now? Nowhere. No, let's, let's just say enough. Anyway, today's a weird news day because apparently all anyone cares about is Fredo, if you get the reference. But stick around. The next segment will be coming up at 4pm youtube.com slash timcast, and I will see you there. Get woke, go broke. But what happens when you're woker than woke? And can you actually be woker than woke? Let me stress by, I always start these segments by saying, get woke, go broke is not a law. It's just something that it's funny when people point out when it happens. But there are many things that are woke that have succeeded, notably Tumblr. But how does Tumblr go further woke? They ban porn. Verizon is selling Tumblr to the company that owns WordPress for, by some estimates, less than 1% of what they paid for it. Wow. So here's the way I see it. Tumblr had a lot of adult content. People loved it for that. And then they started banning it. To me, that is jokingly, I'm being facetious, getting woker than woke, right? Tumblr is already the place where all of the social justice nonsense runs wild. There are a couple different subreddits dedicated to talking about the wokeness of Tumblr. But then they decided to become even more censorious, and they said, not only will Tumblr be very woke, but we're also going to get rid of adult content which led to a mass exodus of the platform and a subse- and the subsequent destruction of that platform. So let's read the news. From Variety, Verizon sells Tumblr to the company that owns WordPress. They announced a deal to sell Tumblr, the blogging site that Yahoo acquired for $1.1 billion six years ago, to Automatic, the company that owns and operates online publishing site WordPress.com. Terms of the deal were not disclosed. But the price tag is clearly nowhere near what Yahoo originally paid. Automatic will bring about 200 Tumblr employees on board with the deal, according to the Wall Street Journal, which first reported the news. Now I'm going to show you the source that actually gives us the numbers on what they may have actually sold for. But before I do, you will wait in suspense. As I say, check out timcast.com slash donate if you'd like to support my work. There's multiple ways you can donate PayPal, crypto, a physical address. But of course, the best thing you can do, share this video. YouTube is deranking independent political commentary and the only way to really reverse that is if you all who are watching say I will personally recommend Tim's content. So if if you do want me to, you know, overcome the deranking, you can recommend my content and that is substantially more par- powerful than YouTube ever was. But here it is. Hype Beast claims it was around 20 million USD. 20 million, about 2% of the 1.1 billion dollar USD sale. Wow. So again, I, I will stress, I'm joking when I say it's woker than woke because there are sex positive and sex negative people who are woke. None of it really makes sense. But the point I'm really trying to make is wokeness is very much political and censorious. It's, 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 it's like uh, uh, perpetually outraged, trying to shut down conversations and inject certain politics. And that's kind of what this is. They bought Tumblr and they decided to remove adult content. Now, in reality, It's because they were trying to sell ads, and so they needed to clean clean up shop. Big mistake. They should have just created a not safe for work section and a safe for work section, and then you could have sold your ads on one side of those. But that was a huge mistake, and I gotta say, it probably destroyed Tumblr. That was like it was like taking this hive of woke, you know, far leftists and just smashing with a hammer. And then it sends all of it all of the SNW stuff splattering all over the place. You destroyed your own platform, sent everybody everywhere else. Now we'll go back to the variety story, but I want to point this out. Because just the other day, Axios reported one source puts it below 10 million. Now I've heard rumors they may have sold it for something like 2 million. Now, I kid you not like 2 million. So here's what it says: Verizon is set to sell Tumblr. A source familiar with the deal puts the price tag well below 20 million. Well, another source puts it below ten, less than one percent of what they paid for it. Talk about get woke, go broke. Now, at the very least, we can set aside the fact that they got rid of adult content. I can just point out Yahoo bought a woke website like Tumblr is is like the home of this stuff basically, and they lost a ton of money. They, they basically lost a billion dollars. I was watching. I don't know if you've ever seen the show Gumball, and this is really funny. So I turn on my TV other, the other day. I usually have Cartoon Network on because I watch Family Guy and like American Dad as I'm like falling asleep or something. So when I turn it on, it's on Cartoon Network and these dumb kids show play, kids shows play. So Gumball, this is the name of the show plays. Trust me, this is relevant. And I'm like rolling my eyes. Oh man, I, where's the remote? I don't know where the remote is. But then all of a sudden something weird happens. In the show, they talk about going to Rumbler, and one of the characters explains it's where the social justice warriors are. And so the main character, Gumball, has his, like, wires hooked into his brain so he can learn tongue fu and the ways of the social justice warriors. I kid you not. That's what the episode, that's what they did. And so apparently what happened in this episode, there was this cactus. I, the people are made of weird things. One of the characters is a cactus who's very smug. So he learns how to be a social justice warrior so that no matter what the cactus says, the cactus is wrong. And this was in a kid's show. I kid you not. So the Gumball—and this is like an old episode, too. I think it has been around for a while. But anyway, in the episode, Gumball uh, is like eating a sandwich, and the cactus says, you know, you should really try whole grain. It's better. And then he looks at her and goes, not all of us can afford the fancy whole grain bread. And then it, like, there's a pulse explodes, like a pulse of energy, and it sends the cactus character flying. And then he starts laughing about how he has mastered the ways of the social justice warrior. Anyway, you may have seen it. I'm just bringing it up because even on a kids show on Cartoon Network, they recognize that Tumblr is the home of wokeness, and it was actually really hilarious how they how they depicted this. But uh, while while I can stress, there are many instances of getting woke and doing just fine. It's funny to point out when they do go woke and it fails. But again, stressing a lot of people like to pretend that. Getting woke is a guarantee for failure, and that's absolutely not true. In this sentence, what really happened is that they took porn away. Tumblr's true value was that it was a porn website for people to post porn. And by getting rid of it, it was no longer worth anything to anybody. In fact, it probably never was worth anything because you couldn't sell ads on porn in the first place. I guess you can sell ads for other porn on your porn or whatever. But uh, let's read. They say, Verizon Media in December of last year decided to ban adult content from Tumblr, a last gasp effort in trying to make it a safer place for advertising and coming a month after Apple approved Tumblr's app from its, uh, removed Tumblr's app from its app store after, whoa, child porn was discovered on the app. Yikes. Maybe that's why they're trying to do it. Too bad. What a trash site. The move prompted Tumblr's traffic to drop by nearly one third. The site in 2019 had 381 million total visits, down from 521 million, according to analytics from SimilarWeb. According to Automatic, it has no plans to re porn or other not-safe-for-work content on Tumblr. Today's announcement is the culmination of a thoughtful, thorough, and strategic process, Verizon Media CEO Guru Gaurapin Gow, uh, said in a statement. He called Tumblr a marquee brand that has become home to many creative communities and fandoms. The Tumblr sale comes after Verizon began pruning the Yahoo AOL portfolio last year. Did you know that AOL still exists? I have no idea how, but yeah, it does. It sold photo-sharing site Flickr to SmugMug and offloaded movie phone to Helios and Mathen- Mathenson Analytics, the parent of struggling theater subscription service MoviePass. Wow, everything is just going down. There's a natural fit between Automatic and Tumblr, they say, which are both aimed at letting individuals and businesses create and manage online communities geared around content. Tumblr is one of the web's most iconic brands. uh, Automatic CEO Matt Mullenweg said in a statement, it is an essential venue to share new ideas, cultures, and experiences, helping millions create and build communities around their shared interests. The deal isn't officially closed, still still subject to usual closing conditions. Automatic businesses, in addition to WordPress.com. Yeah, 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 I don't care too much about this. They say Verizon wants to focus on news, sports, finance, and lifestyle content, as well as utilities like Mail, to reach an aggregate base of nearly 1 billion consumers worldwide. Its brands include Yahoo, HuffPost, TechCrunch, and AOL. I don't think any of those are particularly relevant, or at least Yahoo and AOL aren't. Total for actually to old people, so as time goes on, it's going to disappear. They say back when Yahoo bought Tumblr, then-CEO Marissa Mayer had seen blogging site had seen blogging site founded by David Karp in 2007 as a potential major source of new revenue growth and a way into the social media space. But that never panned out, and less than three years after buying it, Yahoo took impairment charges totaling $482 million for Tumblr. Whoa! Talk about a huge mistake, Marissa Meyer. And that's just bad for the woke crowd in general. You had a lady CEO who made a huge mistake. Now, I don't, I'm don't. i not going to play the game and, and say there's any correlation. But I will say from an optics point of view, you are definitely going to see the anti-feminists pointing to the fact that Mercer Mayer was a bad CEO and hurt the company. And they're going to point to the fact that Tumblr is a woke brand and it definitely hurt the company. Man, talk about losing a billion dollars. I'll, I'll say one more thing. We'll wrap this up because I do try to keep these segments short. I worked for a company called Fusion, which many of you may be aware of, and they weren't always woke. It's called Splinter now, super woke. But when I joined, they weren't woke. And then something happened and they changed. And boy, did they flush a billion dollars down the toilet. Now, I don't know exactly how much money they invested in it, but I've heard some ridiculous numbers. And it was all flushed down the toilet because Fusion got woke and then went broke and fractured and fell apart. So I'll tell you this, man. You're running a business. You want to make an investment. I wouldn't be surprised if Automatic totally regrets buying Tumblr. But I got to say, if they're truly getting it for less than $10 then I'm pretty sure it was worth it. Because a lot of users, and you can monetize to a certain degree. Verizon, however, Yahoo made a big mistake and you just ate that one hard. Anyway, stick around. I got a couple more segments coming up for you in a few minutes, and I will see you shortly. Today, I'd like to talk to you about the radicalization of young white men and how to prevent it. See, we are facing a serious threat of rising white radicalism. As the media would tell you, I think it's fair to point out that to a certain extent, you can point to uh, instances and say we are seeing a lot of the rise of identitarianism. But what you see on your screen, or for those who are listening to the podcast, I'll tell you, is a tweet from me talking about the problem as I see it. See, I didn't grow up having any kind of white identity or anything like that, because as many of you know, Tim Pool, he's going to say it, I'm mixed race. So I then see something that bothers me that has nothing to do with race, but results in, yes the rise of white identitarianism. And it's not what these people think it is. Here is a tweet from me where I said, first, they they are inundated with comedians like George Carlin using racial slurs to make a point, family guy making similar offensive jokes in South Park. When they go online and use similar jokes, they get banned. The left has changed, not liberalism. The left is just going insane. This is in reference to a thread by a woman named Joanna Schroeder, Who's, who's got 43,000 retweets on her insane religious propaganda, indoctrination of people on Twitter. And yes, this is part of the problem. And I'm going to break down for you how they manipulate and indoctrinate people into their disgusting religion, which is what it is. See, I, uh, I grew up Catholic. And at a certain point, I started to reject the, uh, uh, the religion And I became very resentful and angry. And then it was, that was when I was like a, a young teenager. And then as an older teenager, I became a bit more respectful of people and their faith. The problem is, this isn't faith. This is faux knowledge. They know. While certainly there are religious people who know, most religious people I talk to recognize faith can't be proven. In which case, you'll see statements from like Ben Shapiro, an Orthodox Jew, saying, this is just how I live, and I can't tell you how you should live, for the most part. And so I can respect that right? Not a big fan of the fundamentalists who are trying to convert other people and telling you you're wrong, you'll burn. You're allowed to say it. I get it. I disagree. I think Ben's approach is pretty good. You know, he says, hey, that's me. You do you. Hey, much respect. If only they did the same. So let's read and I will teach you how they indoctrinate people and they're so oblivious to it. Joanna writes, do you have a, do you have white teenage sons? Listen up. I've been watching my boys' online behavior and noticed that social media and vloggers are actively laying groundwork in white teens to turn them into alt-right white supremacists. Here's how. She says, let me, let me zoom in for you guys that are watching. It's a system I believe is purposefully created to disillusion white boys away from progressive liberal perspectives. Full stop. You are not liberal, okay? And I find that offensive Liberal is the is 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 a ideology rooted in liberty and individual rights. Okay, there are social liberals like me, and there are classical liberals like Sargon or Dave Rubin. Classical liberals are center right, social liberals are center left. But for the most part, we are on the libertarian spectrum, and that we respect the individual's rights. And I condemn to the death. What? Or, or, I'm sorry. I disagree with what you say, but I will defend to the death. You're right to say it. Almost went backwards on that one, but like you know, I I, I stopped myself. She says. First, the boys are inundated with memes featuring subtly racist, sexist, homophobic, and anti-Semitic jokes. Being kids, they don't see the nuance and repeat and share. Really? Kind of like South Park, which has been around for most of my life. Or Family Guy. Or George Carlin. Yeah, the famous right-winger George Carlin. Oh, I've been radicalized by George Carlin. He was a serious influence on me. And did you know he has a bit where he says, like, 50 racial slurs in the span of 30 seconds? You're going to call that subtly racist? I'll call it overtly, they say. But I'm, I don't actually think George Collins was racist. Of course not. He was making a point. They, they Then they're called out for these jokes, phrases, memes by parents, teachers, kids, mostly girls at a school and online. The boys then feel shame and embarrassment. And shame is the force that I believe leads people to their worst decisions. Now, I want to stop and just point out how she thinks it's purposefully created, like there's a cabal of people going, ha, ha, let's make these young boys share memes. That a great conspiracy among the alt-right to share, share memes. That Yes, it's a conspiracy. Okay. Then she says, the second step is the boys consuming media with the people are too sensitive and quote, you can't say anything anymore themes. For these boys, this will ring true. They're getting in trouble for nothing. This narrative allows boys to shed the shame, replacing it with anger. Um, Do you watch Family Guy? It's on TV now, and so is American Dad. And while you can criticize Family Guy and The Simpsons for, uh, you know, today being very woke, we grew up with this. Your teenager is still watching season 10 of Family Guy, where they have a character called Mort the Jew. And then you're surprised but the TV said it was okay. We're talking about memes. We're talking about mainstream culture and how you have lost your mind. Family Guy is and has been very popular and one of the top rated shows on Fox. And The Simpsons, absolutely. Get woke and angry all you want and try and change it. But it's you who has gone nuts, not the rest of us, not liberals, the crazy leftists have. And who is their anger with? Women, feminists, liberals. Sorry, not liberals. They're probably liberal. People of color, gay folks, et cetera, et cetera, so-called snowflakes. No, it's the dogmatic theism, the non, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say theism, the non-theistic dogma that comes from this new creepy religion that believes in original sin they call privilege and then cracks you over the head and says, get in line or you're going to check your privilege, right? You'll be canceled. That's what they call it. It's a, it's a religion as far as I'm concerned. She says, and nobody is there to dismantle the snowflake fallacy. These boys are being set up. They're placed like baseballs on a tee and hit right out of the park. And nobody seems to notice this is happening, except it seems moms of teenage girls who see the bizarre harassment their daughters endure. And of course, moms like me who stalk our our son's social media. Oh, man. You ever see a, a, a Tenacious D movie where as a young, you know, Jack, young Jables, Jack Black is playing a song and he's swearing and his dad starts spanking him. Oh, because as everyone knows, when a child is rebelling, the best thing you can do is stalk their behavior and condemn them for it and claim it's a conspiracy to turn them alt-right. That'll work. These are often boys from progressive or moderate families, but their online behavior and viewing habits are often ignored. Here's an early red, red flag. If your kid says triggered as a joke, referring to being sensitive, he's already being exposed and on his way. Intervene. That's right. Don't let your kids watch Gumball. Um, I, okay, you know what Gumball is? I made a reference to it in the past video. It's a show on Cartoon Network. And in it, they made fun of social justice warriors. Oh, no, no. This woman lives in a, in a, in a freaky parallel reality. She's religious. It is religious fundamentalism okay? Have you seen the viral video of Monster Energy and the crazy lady? This is what it is, okay? If you haven't seen it, let me explain. There's a woman, I have no idea who she is, but she says that the Monster Energy drink has the Jewish symbol for six, and so the claw symbol for the M is 666, and it is the devil, and then she goes through this ridiculous numerology to prove that Monster is the devil, and he's trying to trick your kids, and other ridiculous nonsense. That's what this is. This woman is so blind to what's happening in reality She thinks people are purposefully trying to turn her kids into the alt-right because they saw a joke on Gumball on Cartoon Network, okay? If they say triggered, if they say triggered, oh my. You mean if your kid is watching Cartoon Network and they see Gumball, Cartoon Network is trying to make your kids (laughs) alt-right. Look through his Instagram explore screen with him. Explain what's underlying those memes. Explain why triggered isn't a joke. What a PTSD trigger is actually like. Evoke empathy without shaming him. Remind him you know he's a good person, but explain how propaganda works. Like, what you're making? A deranged conspiracy theory about the word triggered? No one's talking about PTSD. Like, I get it. If a dude was, like, I don't know, severely beaten by a bunch of guys who are yelling a word, and that word might trigger him in the future, or people go to war and come back and a car backfiring sends him into a panic attack, that I understand. But when we're talking about triggered, we're talking about Chris Cuomo freaking out and threatening to throw a guy down the stairs because someone called him Fredo. That's what triggering is. It's overly sensitive people who can't deal with reality. Propaganda makes extreme points of view seem normal by small amounts of exposure over time, all for the purpose of converting people to more extremist points of view. Use my baseball analogy if you want. Tell your son that he doesn't have to be anybody's fool. Teenagers have an innate drive towards independence, and once this system is exposed, they'll likely start questioning the memes and vloggers intentions. I doubt it. (laughs) Tell them you are always there, not judging, to look at content and try and spot the lie. No judgment. Then don't judge. All right, let's play the game, lady. Look, by all means, you're allowed to have your opinion. I just think you're a wacky preacher indoctrinating kids into a new religion. I'll say this. I never grew up, there will never be an instance. Where someone's going to convince me that uh, uh, I that I should ever be alt right? Why? Because these people hate me, they 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 smack talk me for who my parents are. Yet I'm one of those people who is going to be going, yeah, ha ha, kids. Being triggered is a joke, and you can make fun of whatever you want. And watch George Carlin; he was amazing. George Carlin, a true liberal, who understood that context matters. So let's play the game. If you're watching this. And you know someone who's a young teenager who likes internet memes and and, and online culture, send them this video and tell them, we get it, man. You don't mean any harm and you want to just be yourself and have individual freedom. You're allowed to express yourself. You're allowed to share jokes and don't let anybody tell you you can't. And also explain to them that this lady is the other side of that coin. She is a left wing identitarian and she is trying to stop people from becoming true liberals. Now, listen. Liberal was co-opted by the left a long time ago. What liberal actually means is that you believe in freedom. You believe in liberty. And you can be a conservative and still technically be a liberal, right? They refer to the US and other Western countries as liberal democracies. That doesn't mean left-wing. It doesn't mean literal direct democracy. It just, it's a reference to our country having freedom for the individual and democratic institutions. So it's not it's like liberal and conservative have been completely broken down. I don't even know how to explain this anymore. The point is, here's what you want to do. Are you a young person? Do you like sharing memes? Keep sharing those memes. That's about it. Recognize people like this will try to destroy your life, for sure. And you definitely want to stay away from the from the freaky, insane white identitarians because they basically hold similar values and they're authoritarians in the long run. I mean, look, you can separate the ideology from true authoritarianism, fine. But in the end, you want to be a liberal. You want to respect the rights of other people. You want to respect life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And if you want to share a joke, you are free to do it. There will be consequences, you know, by all means. But if you like Family Guy, if you like South Park, you can be offensive to make a joke. You can teach your dog to do a Roman salute because you think it's funny and you shouldn't be arrested for it. And that's it, it's just a joke. George Carlin made those same jokes. Family Guy today still makes the same jokes. Don't let these people tell you you can't be yourself and you can't have fun with your community. But yeah, definitely be aware of freaky people like her or the alt-right who are trying to convince you their ideology is the right ideology. In the end, just be yourself. Let's read. She says, you can also watch political comedy shows like Trevor Noah, John Oliver, Hasan Minhaj, talk about what makes their jokes funny. Who are the butt of the jokes? Do they punch up or down? That's right, because she holds the view that if you think someone else has more, you're allowed to attack them. That's wrong, period. You see the insanity of their ideology? Punching, period, is wrong. You want to make a dig at somebody, that's fine. But this idea that there are acceptable people to hit because of what they have is wrong. What does punching up really mean? Now, I, tru- I understand the concept, right? If I make a joke at somebody who's rich, like, I don't care. They're well off. But understand, tar- like, punching up, does that mean you can make fun of Serena Williams for being for being black? Well, that's what she's saying right now. Serena Williams certainly is above you all, oh, but she'll change the definition of what up really means and claim that a poor homeless white guy is above Serena Williams. That's the insanity of their ideology. When you punch up, the concept is it's, it's not really going to hurt them. When you punch down, you're harming people who are trying to do better. However, the problem with these people is they'll claim Trevor Noah, who's probably a millionaire and hosts a, a, cable, a, a television show and is famous, is below a white person. That's what they're trying to convince you. They're trying to get you to bend the knee to their freaky religion. Our boys want funny guys to relate to. Give them John Mullaney, Hannibal Burris, Hassan Minaj, Neil Brennan, Dave Chappelle. Then talk to your sons about that funny ass. Break it down. First of all, Hannibal Burris is funny. So by all means, I agree. John Mullaney? No problem. Don't know who Neil Brennan is. But Dave Chappelle? Is that a joke? The dude made a ton of racist comedy. He was making a point. He made a ton of offensive comedy. So yeah, I agree. Give them Dave Chappelle so that you can make, an, so, you can, so they can watch the episode about Clayton Bigsby, I think was the name of the character, the, the black white supremacist. And the point he made was amazing, that the problem people had uh, when, when you had a black white supremacist was culture and not really race. I don't know if that was his intention, but that's what he showed, that you could have a black guy who was blind, who, didn't, who, thought, who was a white supremacist and didn't realize it. That was funny. And he made a point about how people are intolerant regardless. I think it was great. So yeah, give him Dave Chappelle. And how about all of the other Comedy Central shows that are also offensive? This one's running too long. I got to keep this one short. Dis- disprove this snowflake garbage once, in for- once and for all. Sorry, I'm going to make one last point because this video has gone long. I said, these people don't understand that it's them who have changed, not the internet and not kids. Compare a Vice article from 2010 to today. Vice used to be tongue-in-cheek offensive as a joke, and today it's outrage wokeness all the way. Liberals are not conservatives, and the left is not liberal. This is why Pew and Gallup show the Democrats are split down the middle. Leftism is overrun with identitarian dogma. They behave like fundamentalist religious folk who demand you kneel and repent for your original sin. True liberals, social or classical, are fairly moderate and recognize the rights of individual freedom. For now, old school liberals and conservatives have a tacit alliance due to the rise of leftist identitarianism. When you look at some of these manifestos, you can see that what this lady is preaching is almost in line with what they're writing about. The only difference is, are you pro-white or anti-white? And she is contributing to the problem. So I'll tell you what, have fun, be funny, be offensive, and tell these people to screw off. And there, and there you go. So stick around. I got another segment coming up for you. Uh, it's already up probably, and I will see you there. A conspiracy is afoot, they say, or at least the mainstream media would say it's not afoot, but something smells fishy. In the Epstein case, this story from BuzzFeed News is kind of crazy, but it's crazy for some other reasons. Check it out. Epstein's death was on 4chan before officials announced it, and now authorities are investigating. They say, about 38 minutes before news outlets first reported Jeffrey Epstein's death in prison, a 4chan user published a detailed post about it multiple posts. Now, I won't read through everything, but here's what they said. Don't ask me how I know, but Epstein died an hour ago from hanging cardiac arrest. Uh, arrest. Screen cap this, read the post, which was published at 8.16 a.m. alongside an image of Pepe. It's Pepe as uh, uh, the frog from Mario 2, though. They, they say the post was 38 minutes before the first tweet about Epstein's death was, uh, uh, was from Aaron uh, Katursky, an ABC News reporter. At 8.54 a.m., five minutes later, the main ABC News account tweeted an article about Epstein's death. After publishing the post, other 4chan users egged on the author. When they said they didn't believe that the information was true, the original poster added more information to the discussion thread, including a detailed breakdown of the procedures allegedly used to resuscitate Epstein, which suggests the poster may have been a first responder, medical worker, or otherwise privy to details about efforts to resuscitate the disgraced financier. They say this, Worked asystole arrest for forty minutes. ALS intubated in the in the field at two liters. NS infused. Telemetry advised bicarb D fifty in the field. Okay. Anyway, the point is, this this post seems to uh, uh, to me it's a little a little jargony, right? Sounds like it was a medical worker because they understood the ling the, the, the lingo. Now it could be someone who's not a medical worker but does have experience. So this is resulting in an investigation. Because they believe it's a violation of a ton of policies. I believe it's a violation of the of HIPAA. You know, you're not supposed to share the details about somebody in this way. But if it's coming from a prison guard or someone, it's it's a violation of protocol. I could imagine sharing details, publishing on 4chan of all places. Here's where it gets interesting. The conspiracy continues. Check this out. This 4chan post was made at 8:44 a.m., 10 minutes before the story broke to the public. Via Aaron uh, uh, Katursky on Twitter at 8:53 a.m. They say uh, this was made on poll, not lending any credence to the story, but it was posted before anyone knew Epstein was dead. Decide for yourself. I'm actually going to try and debunk this. Just keep in mind. But let's read it. This post says, "Not saying anything after this. Please do not try to dox me." But last night after 04:15 count, they took uh, they took him medical in a wheelchair, front cuffed but not one triage nurse says they spoke to him. Next thing we know, a trip van shows up. We do, not know, we, we do not do releases on the weekends unless a judge orders it. Next thing we know, he's put in a single man's cell and hangs himself. Here's the thing. The trip van did not sign in, and we did not record the plate number, and a guy in a, in a green dress military outfit was in the back of the van, according to the tower guy who let him through the gate. You guys, I am shaking right now, but I think they switched him out. Now, first of all, many people have pointed to this post and said, hey, this was made 10 minutes before the story was made public. How did they know something happened? Well, it could be very simple. See, somebody made this this post about uh, Epstein being dead. And many people thought probably thought it was fake. However, somebody else probably thought it'd be fun to get in on this. When someone made the post saying that he was dead, someone else probably said, ooh, I'll make a post that, you know, says this. Now, here's the thing. This was posted 10 minutes before it was made public, and they added something. Next thing we know, he's put in a single-man cell and hangs himself. So uh, we—he died from hanging, is from the original post, but single-man cell. It could just be that if he did hang himself, he would have had to have been in a single-man cell. I think this tweet, for the most part, is someone screwing around because they saw the original tweet? Now, the original tweet seems to be completely legit. Based on information, uh, they said this sounds like the standard procedure. So somebody knew. Somebody posted before it happened. It sounds like somebody with privy information shared that information. So let's say this. I, I look. I'm not. I'm definitely not a conspiracy person. I think this one's easily debunked. They say they switched them out. Now a lot of people are sharing. Uh, a profile photo of Epstein compared to the photo that was released when they were carting him out and I gotta say the nose and the ear don't look the same the nose and the ear of the man on the cart does not look like the same nose and ear of the man of, of Epstein in a profile photo doesn't mean anything to me uh, I can't tell you what it means you know people when they die their faces can contort I can't really tell you um what, what it sounds like is somebody did post a 4chan this seems legit BuzzFeed reporting it this one probably seems fake. There are a lot of people who are pushing the conspiracy theory that he's still alive, that he was swapped out. I'll say, you know, look, is, is, it, is it within the realm of uh, reality? It is. Like, you know, physical reality exists. You know, uh, the point I'm making is, you know, when people say the moon is made of cheese, that's not in the realm of reality. That's, that's absurd. Is it possible somebody switched out Epstein? It is. Is it likely? It's probably astronomically unlikely that happened. But we do have, uh, uh, there are some other things I want, I want to highlight in the story. Journal's debunker mentality, rush to rip conspiracy talk. This is from a few days ago. And I I do have more stuff to go over for sure, talking about what Epstein was doing and why. But I want to stress this point. Why are so many journalists rushing to say, stop asking questions? When the Sweden thing happened two years ago, Trump said last night in Sweden, I announced I was going to fundraise and go. And I had journalists hit me up saying, don't do it. And I was confused by this. I kid you not, Vice News journalists were hitting me up saying, Tim, don't do it. I'm like, why not? don't you want me to prove him wrong? They were like, no. And I'm like, it's really weird. They don't want me to go to Sweden. Why? What are they worried about? I mean, if they were right, I'd go there and disprove Trump, wouldn't I? If the conspiracies are fake, why shouldn't people ask questions? Why shouldn't people investigate? Why shouldn't people investigate any conspiracy? Now, the bigger issue is, do you believe something to be true and then work to find evidence to prove your conclusion? Or do you follow the evidence and simply say, I I have a hypothesis? It is not absurd to believe that a guy who had dirt on high-profile individuals, they'd want to end his life. You know, uh, earlier this morning, I reported from a story CBS that they heard shrieking from his cell and someone saying, breathe, Epstein, breathe. I gotta say, it's a little on the nose. I don't buy it. It's weird. Why would someone be yelling "Breathe, Epstein, breathe" unless the goal was to get other people to hear it so they can say it sounded like they were trying to save his life? No, it's a little too on the nose for me, man. If somebody like I've, been, I've look, I'm 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 trained. I've got a thing on the wall. I'm I'm trained in like first aid, hostile environment, situational awareness, kidnapping, a bunch of this stuff. It's an expensive training program. I don't think it's that important. You know, I think if you've got if you've got situational awareness, you've got it. But in my experience. When I've seen medical treatment, I've never seen anything like people yelling, breathe, you know, or something like that. I guess it could happen. But what I see in my head, and again, not being a conspiracy theorist, I'm just pointing this out. Don't, t- you know, look, I'm not trying to act like a conspiracy is real. I'm saying it sounds to me like somebody was choking him while yelling, breathe, breathe, and they heard shrieking. So here's the important po- point. If somebody came in and saw Epstein hanging himself, they wouldn't shriek that's weird. Like a shriek is shrill. It's high pitched. So maybe someone just said it was a shriek and maybe there was a gasp or something, but gasping, like whenever I've seen someone respond, they don't yell at all. They might, they might be like, yo, yo, help, help. He's hanging himself. like, but I, but someone coming in and going like, ah, I like got a, a high pitched shriek. Sounds to me like if someone was shrieking, it was Epstein being killed and they were killing him while yelling, breathe. That's just, look, I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying with, with as many people as he had, you know, potentially um, uh, about to go down, it's, it's, it's a plausible idea. Somebody wanted to get rid of this guy. And people had been saying it for weeks. Like everybody knows he's going to die, right? He's going to commit suicide, right? And then he did. Come on. It's possible he did for sure. But I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't, I don't know which one's a simple solution. Here's the thing, though. Check this out. Hot air. Report. Maxwell told friend that Epstein's entire island was wired for video, presumably for blackmail purposes. So uh, maybe somebody didn't want him around because he has videos of them, and that's one of the conspiracy theories. That what he would do is he would invite a rich person to his to his island for a party. Here's here's the here's the trick. I mean, it's actually a really clever trick. It's just another conspiracy theory, though. I can't tell you what's real. But here's what I read. He would go to someone rich like Elon Musk and say, why don't you come party on the island? We're going to have drinks. It's going to be music. It's a private island. We can do whatever we want. And apparently Elon Musk like fanned him off and said no. But think about this. Some politician says private island party. That sounds awesome. Look, I've been invited to the French Riviera. I was invited to a resort in Turkey. I've been invited to these crazy parties. So think about this way. You get invited to this party, right? By this, by this billionaire dude. And you're like, this is so cool. You're partying when all of a sudden this young girl comes up and she's flirting with you and hitting on you and you don't, you don't know anything about it. And and they, tell, and they say, don't worry, she's 19. You're good to go. And then you're like, yeah, young girl, right? You hook up, you were filmed. And then afterwards, Epstein walks in and goes, she's 15. And guess what? We got it on camera. All of a sudden now you're in, his, you're in his service. He owns you. I'm not saying that's true. I'm just saying that's one of the ideas that was presented, that what he would do is he would bring people out convince them like a young like a young girl was older than she was like she's 18 she's actually 16 and then once he got you on camera doing anything he would he would say pay up pay up give me a favor do what i want now here's what's scary i don't know exactly what was going on but they say according to the story that his place was wired for video for presumably for blackmail maybe that's what he was doing maybe that's why this guy mysteriously got wealthy he had all these people in his pocket maybe that's why he's no longer alive i can't tell you for sure but you know I guess that's, uh, uh, we'll just, you know, I was going to say, we'll see, but no, we won't see. We won't see. Unless Trump truly is like this guy who's going to be honest and transparent, which I I honestly don't believe. We're never going to figure out what happened. That's it. But, but I will say one thing. No one believes it anymore. People are questioning everything and it's hard to know what's true. The left is putting out conspiracy after conspiracy. They say, Stacey Abrams really won. Oh, it was stolen from her. They say uh, Trump is a Russian asset, and I'm sitting here like, dude, this is the most plausible. What's more plausible, Trump worked for the Russian government since the 80s, or a guy who was presumably blackmailing billionaires got killed? I'll leave it to you. Anyway, that's it for me. Stick around. Next segment will be tomorrow at 10 a.m. Podcast every day at 6.30 p.m., and I will see you all then.